What's good, Divine Gang Gang? Listen, this is the um, number two part to the Cash Cow. Might be a series. When I tell you I jumped on here so fast, I'm just, um, it's Saturday morning. <sighs> I feel really good, like feel really rested and stuff. So I'm just, you guys know by now I'm reflective. And as soon as this thought came on my mind, I was like, no, 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 no. I need to get on here. I need to address this. Um, I'm aware that there have been pe that are there are people with me on the journey, and sometimes, if I'm honest, like I feel like I'm getting a message out, um, but I don't want it to. And, and maybe this is just me being triggered, but it's because I know what it's like to have girlfriends, and it's like I have them where I'll tell them like, okay, this is what I did to get here. This is what I did. Da da da. Or they like, and they'll go and do something, but cut corners. <clears throat> Or you'll see that you didn't really quite get the message all the way across. And so that's energy I'm coming from right now. You probably can see by the title, it's going to be something along the lines of um, being a cash cow does not, you know, something about being a picnisha. But I've just been sitting here and, and uh, thinking about, you know, that concept through different filters, different lenses and that type of thing. And... It came to me, I was like, yeah, there's going to be a category of women who are going to say, well, I am a cash cow, so pick me. And this is why you should pick me. And see, and so that's why I hate these, um, what do you bring to the table <laughs> type of things. But hey, it is what it is. It's the language that's out there. Um, I already kind of gave what my my thoughts and why I have a lot of distaste for that that question when it comes up. Um, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think that when you have to ask someone what they bring to the table at that point, you're lazy, especially if you've asked them out on a date or you're asking them that on a date. It's just, and I, I spent like at least one or two podcasts on that. So I'm not going to reiterate that here, but um. What I really want to drive home for whoever gets this message is um, the idea of the cash cow, right? You are valuable. You, you know, <clears throat> you have to see your value. I think that the most important things to take away is I don't think women understand how valuable they are. Um, we've bought in to the idea that we don't have value, that, you know, we have a value up until a certain point. Um, and so that's what I was trying to drive home. The second part that I was trying to drive home with that was, you know, once you start to see your value, you're going to protect yourself. You're going to take more measures to protect yourself. Um, I have a poll there that's asking, like, would you be more mad if you know, someone you thought was your twin stole your car? Or would you be more mad if you heard, um, you know, a little bit later down the line that he said you weren't worth the squeeze? But it's like, I want you to think about it. I think some of us are would be more angry if, you're, if he stole our car. But if we came to find out, you know, at the end of the day that he's going around saying, well, she's not worth the squeeze. She just, you know, crazy for cocoa puffs or <laughs> and I'm, I'm joking about that but um or, or or she just you know I got to know her and I'm I, I'm actually quoting men um from Kendra G's 
um, interviews. It's like I got to know her and she just wasn't the person I thought she was. When she started to get comfortable and show who she really was, I just thought it wasn't a fit. Um, I haven't been able to find anyone that's compatible. You're too young for love. Da, da, da. Um, you're too jaded. You're too argumentative, right? And so you go from relationship to relationship to relationship, trying to keep your chin up, trying not to cry, trying to be a strong girl, trying to thug it out, trying to um, man up and and roll with the punches. But I think that one of the things that's missing is you have to realize how valuable you are. And that means that you're not going to be in as much relationships or open to every person that comes to you. You know, and men will tell you, oh, well, she should have done that. You should have vetted better. I have satire on that one. You know, um, <clears throat> we're at a place where you have to, to start to learn to use your discernment. Um, I was listening to this one one girl, her name is Susu on YouTube. And when you take away the filter of all everything that's happening in the 3D world, she had some really wise words. But one of the things that I think women can um, learn from what she said, um, and even with me, I have to be careful. I think for the most part, I've done a good job of protecting myself. My parents, for the most part, brought me up sheltered, which has its pros and cons. Um, but you know, I have a lot of water in my chart, a lot of the feminine traits in there, like a lot of the feminine signs and a lot of the water signs. So I'm prone to my um, emotions. Anything you can hear when I talk about stuff like I love the love story. I love the idea of falling in love. I love everything having to do with, with Twin Flames, you know, and even when I'm reminiscing, sometimes it's like I'm just so fond of how it felt good to just be around somebody that's, you know, handsome and attractive and funny and ambitious, right? But one of the things that, that we have to learn as women is, and she said it, and it's, it's wise. It's one of those things where it's like, mama told me, or my auntie told me, or I don't, I don't know what the word is for in like the black community, but like kind of the the... The person you go to that counsels all of the women and they're wise and they're respected and held in high regard. But it's like, you really cannot trust anybody out here. You have to understand the elements that you're in. <clears throat> it is a man's world, right? I talked a little bit about how men look at even real estate, real estate transactions. It's like, oh, it's not worth the squeeze. Am I getting my return on investment? And Part of the thing is if you can talk someone out of, you know, getting something to bargain and negotiate and say, well, you know, you know, it's a Rolex, but you're going to try to talk them down to where you can pay the price of a Casio, they will do it and they will try it. Right. Um, and but it's a man's world. And I think divine feminine is like you really have to understand you're in a man's world and it's predatory and it's looking for the quickest, cheapest come up. You know, so that means you're going to be lied to. There's going to be manipulation. There's going to be self-serving interest. And you have to develop the maturity um, and the intuition to to understand that. And, and so then now we start to talk about why these men are saying, I don't want a woman 
that's younger than 20. I mean, I don't want a woman that's older than 25 or 35 because by that point they're jaded. But it's because life has taught you that, you know, it's just the same lies, the same manipulation, just a different guy. Right. And so then now you start to put the barriers up and you start to look for ways to prevent to protect yourself and to vet yourself. I would say if you're listening to this sooner than better. Right. Um, I'm thinking about kind of doing a series where it's like the pursuit of happiness for divine feminine. It's going to be so important that you, you know, do things that make you happy. Um, I'm definitely in that stage and I love it. It's like, even on a morning like this, I'm, I'm content. I went through some dark, dark stuff to just content, um, continue to work on myself, continue to work on my craft, working on things behind the scenes, looking forward to to harvesting what that means. Another thing that I have an issue with, with this whole journey too, is I'm having a hard time pinpointing why more of us women haven't passed this knowledge on down to our own daughters. Like in 2021, we shouldn't be having women that are still getting brutalized and taken advantage of. Um, but again, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in that age range where it's like, for my parents, the way they address it is they grew up in Christianity, which I deplore Christianity. Okay. I think that I've learned some things out of it. I went to like an Orthodox school where they taught us to drill down into scripture and I'm able to do that and apply it into other things and, and study it a certain way. And that has been, you know, if I, if I had to think about my natal chart and coming here, I would want to go to the best schools and be taught how to drill down information and analyze it and tear it apart and take it into different pieces. Um, you know, but, but now it's like, now that I have those tools and I've mastered those tools, now I'm contrasting what they sold me and what they told me and what it really is. And I'm doing it for myself. I'm not going off of what someone else told me, right? So, but with that being said, my parents brought me up in a Christian environment. They were, it's like Orthodox strict, but on top of that too, um, it was a little bit cultish. So it's like, I wasn't allowed to date. And so, but the thing is, it's completely different to tell someone not to date, to keep yourself pure, than to equip them with the knowledge of what it means to, to be self-confident and to look for the red flags and what it means to be a wife, right? So, but it's it's not just something that's that's unique to me i don't think because regardless of the backgrounds it's like i don't i'm not seeing women having these conversations with their daughters and then let's just say that they are having the conversations with their daughters at which point is it just that ego takes over and you decide that you know maybe your mom and your aunt and your your sisters are just jaded and you're different and it's not going to happen to you. And then you fall into the same trap because I'll be the first one to tell you, I think it is better for a um, woman to date someone older. <clears throat> but at the same time, when I'm listening to them talk, the you it's not just any older, like you don't just automatically think, okay, older, better, boom, and then you let your guard down, is predators out there that are preying on women who are, are taking advantage of the advice that you want somebody who's mature, financially stable. And so they're just going to 
air hustle you, right? We talk about how, you know, part of the reason, you know, I think both parties are getting air hustled. I think men are getting air hustled, but that's not my problem. It's a man's world. Deal with it, right? Um, <clears throat> but women were getting air hustled. They're telling you everything that you want to hear, um, you know, and keeping you around for short periods of times and then discarding you. And you're starting to even see that culture with the older men. Like I, when I tell you my church one day, I'm going to air it all out. <laughs> my church directory, I could go by page by page by page by picture by picture by picture and just tell you how there's been rampant cheating. <clears throat> um, the colorism. Um and what's happening now is a lot of the, like I would say within the last five to 10 years, the older men have left their wives and have um, started a date in that category, the 25, you know, 25, 28 year old um, after the kids have left to college, like casebook text after text after text, like the kids just went to high school and now the, the marriage is dissolved. And so now the woman is out here in these streets. Um, I think one of the things about that women are just starting to come to realize as a collective is, is you're the come up. <laughs> you really are the cash cow. You really are the come up. And so, but you have to realize it and you have to do things to protect yourself, right? Because what happens is at the end of the day, there's lots of cows in the pasture. So what is it for them to, to go through all the things that, are associated with the cash cow. And when you really do get to a point where you're, um, you know, unfortunately, when the cows are, don't produce anymore, you know, and they can't birth anymore, it's off with their heads. And so it's on to the next. um, So you can really be a whole cash cow here. But, and I started this whole thing off with you being a, you know, pygmisha type of a thing. This is not the time where you wanted to, you know, uh, step up and, and want to, offer your name for the slaughter. Like that's basically what it is. The day of slaughter is coming. It's just a matter of, do you want to outpace all these other cows, all these other heifers? Do you really want to step up to the plate and be like, pick me, pick me. I want to be up for slaughter. I want to be the one who's run through and put into production and put into a system where they're milking me every day and because I have more value than the other cows. Listen, baby girl, all of us cows have the, we all have our day of reckoning. All of us is up for slaughter. And so here you are amongst all the cows and it's like the farmers there and it's like, well, let me see which cow's going to be the best. You're going to be like, moo, me, you know, pick me. No, no. Part of knowing your value is to protect yourself and not putting yourself to, because one of the other things I've noticed is the wanting to seek the validation. That was another thing that I think was um, a little bit of, of a concern for me, because when you start to engage in these conversations about what you bring to the table, now you are kind of coming across for as 
buying in or tapping to that energy that puts you in a place where you're seeking validation. Because now when you're saying that it's you, a part of you is kind of trying to see that glimmer in their eye, like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe you are worth something. Okay, maybe I can take advantage of that. Maybe I could sell your goods. Maybe I can take advantage of those eight passive streams of income. Maybe, you know, I could add that to my brand. Like right now I'm just, you know, steak and meat, but I could add some dairy products where we're selling ice cream to my brand, to my line. Yeah, sure, for sure. I could definitely do that. Like, do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, know your worth, protect yourself. You know, we, at the end of the day, it's a man's world. It's very predatory. I And another thing that I wanted to address too, since I'm at it, while I'm at it, right? I've been noticing that like a lot of men have been saying, well, no, it's a, it's a certain few collective of men, but, and, and sometimes, oh, I don't know if it's just these people are doing it intentionally. It's a little bit demonic, but I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt, but hear it for what it is. This guy was talking about how marriage licenses are, you know, you don't want to have to deal with the marriage license contract type of thing, right? And so then now you start to figure out like, okay, um, if a guy doesn't love you, he's not going to marry you. And you're going to have to deal with what all of that means, especially if you've been involved and intimate with them in given time and making sure you don't fall into pick me behavior. I think that some of the best cases I've seen is all of us have gone through it at some point in time. Which takes me back to the point where I don't know why more moms are not sitting their daughters down and telling them, like, listen, this is what it is. And to what degree the young people are just not listening. I Like I said, my scenario was a little bit different, but I don't know what all is going on there. Um, but you have to protect yourself. You have to have your guard up. Um don't be a pigmisha. Don't be trying to seek validation. You really have to be comfortable in your own skin and know what you're worth. Because it's like, when you think about it, you when you think about the cheapest products that are out there and stores that offer the cheapest goods, you have commercials for Walmart, for um, Target, for... Um, like even Burger King, McDonald's, you will very rarely see um, commercials. Like one of my favorite things that I learned in when I was taking marketing classes was you start to pay attention to not everything is marketed to everyone. Think back to the last time you saw a Ford commercial, a Honda commercial, a Kia commercial. Do they still sell Kias? I don't know. And think back to the last time you saw a Jaguar com commercial, okay? When is the last time you saw a Jaguar commercial, a Lexus commercial, and an Alfa Romero commercial? I want you to think about that. So even though it's marketed, it's not marketed to everyone. It's not coming up on your YouTube channel. It's not for the masses. You would think that they would want to sell more of these high-end products to, to the world. No. They pay attention to their target audiences, those who can afford it, who know the net worth. Because um, I've been wanting to do a podcast on relating how, what it means for Divine Feminine to shop for a Rolex. Um, coming up with the mama's cooking type of thing, auntie's cooking, big sister's cooking on how that really 
would help your psyche because then you start to understand not everybody can afford a Rolex, boo. Everybody wants to tell the time. You can really, really legit go on Amazon and buy a bling bling watch and a counterfeit, right? But not everybody can afford a Rolex. And you have to be okay with the fact that people are going to walk into the store or shop at other stores and get a Casio and a $30 watch at Walmart. And they can't afford you and they can't, they're not going to be always looking for you. And that means you're going to have to be on the shelf a little bit longer. And then you have to be okay with the idea that, you know what, if you really just cannot afford a Rolex, this is what it's worth. Right? Once you pay for the Rolex, it's like, listen, if you choose not to wear it or do whatever or discard it, at least you got your money's worth. Like the the reason okay, so let me let me um kind of go back to what I was referring to. There's a guy talking about um alimony and it bothered me, not alimony, he was talking about um um voiding or not wanting to get a marriage license, right? And when I tell you divine source is so good to me. Okay, because I saw that and I I was like bothered about it in a spiritual realm. Like, you know, and that's how we get suckered into stuff. It's like, well, technically, you know, we're supposed to be have soul ties, da da da. But it kind of bothered me. When I tell you it was less than 12 hours, I heard the this lady, it was um her name is Susu, and it's the one where she's talking about the um Danny Lay. And again, it's a, it could be a little bit of noise with what's going on with their story. But towards the end, she really drops some gems. Like she is a wise woman, right? But she said, you know, the reason that you have to assert for marriage, right, is because at the end of the day, they're making a covenant, right? And at the end of the day, you are protected by the government. And so if they decide that, you know, time is up and they've decided to upgrade, you know, to a younger, less jaded person. Um, and, and all that comes with it, at least you can still get your, you know, alimony and the protection is there. Same thing with the child support. And so then now you have to sit down and, and they're going to try to gaslight the hell out of you. Understand it's a man's world. Um, so you really are just trying to be with me for my money. Oh, so you really are um, depending on the government to take care of you. Don't let yourself get gaslighted out of your position because part of the thing is, and that's why I, I start to understand in scripture why, you know, who the person is that, that Jesus is supposed to be had to step in for the woman because, and why there's laws in the book of Moses and, um, um, like uh, Leviticus and Deuteronomy and all that type of thing, there was a point where the men came to the elders and and Jesus. Those two different sections in the in the scripture, but they were saying like, well, we don't want her anymore. We just want to pay letter of divorce. And he's like, well, if you want a letter of divorce, you still have to like provide for her after, right? And that's because in like in in we've talked about it. They feel like once you're older. These men will have, you know, will build with you. You really are the come up. You really are the come up. And I don't think women women realize that. They will, um, they understand what it means to go 50-50 with someone, right? To have the children that they want, have the lifestyle, have the meals cooked, have the companionship, and then understand that they can divorce you and get somebody younger and then fight you about 
wanting to pay alimony and making sure that you're taking care for the rest of your life, but you've already lost your value, right? You've already lost your value. And that's why I think it's going to be important for you to have to figure out what a prenup means, what it means for you to push for marriage. And yes, they're going to fight you on that. And you're going to have to, at some point, kind of get a little bit disgusted that they're trying to fight you on what your worth is. And you're going to have to figure out for yourself why you're going to be like, well, yeah, I'm really not worth it. I'm I'm 10 pounds overweight. Yeah, I'm really not worth it because I'm dark. I'm not really not worth it because my nose is a little bit bigger. I'm really not worth it because um, I am the stereotypical angry black woman and I'm loud and I'm not submissive. Got to pay attention to that. Don't get pushed off your ace game, right? Because you don't want to get chewed up and spit out. And that's the whole reason why even in the Bible, not even like the Torah and the other ones, they they are not good for women. Like they treat their women like trash. That is horrible. But at least in Christianity, Jesus said, it's like, you got to make sure to provide for her in the after. And I, there's stuff in the scripture that talk about making sure to provide for her. You can't just give her a lot of divorce because now you're 45 and 50 trying to re-enter the market. And they're telling you, you're not worth it. You're old. You're not pretty anymore. You can't have kids. You can't even go out to work and get living wages. You're trash. Do you see now? Do you understand why that? prenup and that uh, the marriage is so important to protect you because even at the end of the discord discard you're provided for you're protected now can you go out there and make your own money because that's i'm talking about all the gaslighting measures right can you go out there and make your own money yes right I, that's what i think you know i would love that for women or even to to experience what it means to be, have entrepreneurial type activities but at the end of the day, I don't think that most of us women have been put in a position or or taught to really be able to take care of ourselves so, that, ourselves so that when we are discarded after our childbearing age and we're no longer, you know, employable by the workforce and no longer pretty and in shape and we've been chewed up and spit out, we haven't really been able to prepare ourselves. Like even the system... It, you know, it's one thing to, to fight in the relationship realm, but even in the workplace, we're not getting paid enough to buy the real estate and create the passive income and to provide for ourselves, right? So this is a little bit of a chat chat and chew. Um, I think if anything, I'm hoping that I'm driving home to you. This is not the time in 2021 for you to go out there and try to be the pick Misha or to seek validation. You've got to know your worth. You've got to protect yourself. You've got to, you know, be jaded, you know, but the jaded is going to save you. And the younger you can realize that, the more you can protect your, because again, like it comes down to, I don't think women really, you're going to be more pissed about somebody stealing your car than you are about the emotional damage and trauma that comes with it. Because now if you're depressed, now you're not eating right. Now you're not going to work. Now it's affecting your work performance. Now you're not making decisions out of logic, but out of emotions. And so then now you're on this downward spiral until you can get yourself back to, to where you really need to be. So you've got to be careful when these guys are coming, you know, to you, you're not going to be sitting at everybody's table and you have to be okay with that, but it will definitely be worth it.
And I talked a little bit, I want to reiterate here. It's like, we've got to have these conversations with our daughters. Now, if we have it with their daughters and, you know, they kind of, the ego is driving and they try to jump through the hoops or think it doesn't apply to them, then at least you've done your part. But um, yeah, we have to pass this knowledge on down to our daughters, you know, um, but then at the end of the day, as I'm going to sign off here, it's just, I'm in a place where it's like, I've, I've been through the relationships, maybe not the best outcomes, feeling a little chewed up and spit out, but still choosing to be happy, still showing, choosing to show up for myself. I'm loving to learn things on a different level. I'm loving that I can at least inspire other people to be the best versions of themselves, kind of give you a little bit idea of what to look out for. Um, and then just stepping into what it means to rise again. You guys know I've had a little bit of a difficult, but that's part of my Scorpio sun, right? I've had some difficulties and I have a Virgo rising too, which um, that Virgo rising has its own complications, especially relating to finances. But I'm, I'm at a place where it's like I'm learning and I'm enjoying, I can say I can enjoy the process. If you had asked me a year ago, I was deep, dark depression, not eating for days, days on end. And I had to force myself to eat because I knew that it wasn't healthy. But I, at least I would get my supplements every three days and 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 force myself to try to eat my salads and my juices and that type of thing. But because I didn't make the right decisions, I didn't vet properly to protect against it. You know, so I'm going to sign off, going to charge you with love and the love of your life. And the love of your life is you, boo. So show up for yourself. Going to charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates invisible. Going to charge you with health with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. And until the next podcast, peace.